What's up, guys? Welcome to the next episode of Dev and the Bear. You got me, the bear, and you got Dev. He's over there. Uh, we're just going to give some little news updates. Uh, it's been We don't record as often as we used to, so we're going to play a little bit of catch-up, but we're going to start by talking about something coming up, which is our buddy Miles Banks having his pro debut finally, November 5th, against uh, Mario Moore. Is that the right Yes, name? sir. Super Mario Moore. Yeah. Um, Miles takes all of these fights very seriously. He doesn't look past anybody. Um, and that's good because he's the one in there. But we don't have to do that. Miles is our buddy. We believe in him. We have faith in him. He's going to run through this guy. Yeah. Um, I, I've had some people kind of give me some stuff because of the fact that I support Miles so much. But I'm like, y'all don't understand. You see him fight and you'll see I why. I say, have you seen him fight? Yeah, see him fight. And you see him as well, though. And it's like, this yeah. guy, this guy is, he's, what, 6'8", you know? 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yeah, something like that. Fury said 6'8". So, eight. he's two of me. Like, this dude is giant. and um, But he's also, like, super athletic. Like, he doesn't move like somebody. He really he's, is he's, two he's, of you, huh? What's that? He really is two of you, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, like, he, uh, he's he's huge, man. and But, like, he doesn't move like somebody that's, like, 6'8". No, he like, moves kind of like a middleweight. Yeah, like, he's he's got great movement to him. It's, like, when guys are that tall, they're kind of goofy, you know? And they're, you really don't see that with him. Like, look at, like, somebody who's around that height, like, like Stefan Struve. Yeah, he's Stephen only Struve. Three inches shorter than Stefan Struve, you know? To put that in perspective. Or, yeah, because he was 6'11", right? Or was he 7'? 6'11 and a half. He likes, yeah. he likes for people to add the half. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. Um, who is it? Alexander Volkov. Yeah, he's how tall is he? Six, six nine, six something, six, like, something that. like that. So he's yeah. about that same height, and he moves really well. I think he would do really well in boxing. Yeah, or kickboxing. Yeah, I think Volkov would do uh, really, really. Well. I think he would do better in boxing. Uh, he does well in MMA, but yeah, I he, just, does, he does. Yeah, but I think with his movement, he would do better with uh with boxing. But with with Miles, though, I mean, the guy's just man. You watch him move and you watch him fight, and like the amount of power he packs and he's punched, but. He's not a slouch anywhere. He's on top of every little bit of his game. You know, he has great jujitsu. He's got his f- super fun stand up. I mean, he's uh, people. I feel like people get in there and they get hit by him, or they like they see how big he really yeah. is, and they're just kind of like, "Oh shit!" Like I have to fight this guy for you know fifteen more minutes. You know. Yeah, I use the term "freak of nature" with him. Very complimentary or complimenting. Uh, whoops, but um, it. He's just, he's huge, he moves well, and he has great technique. And you don't yeah. find all three of those things. When someone has two, they usually are very much lacking in the other. And he's hilarious. He's also a very good person. He's yeah. very funny. Uh, we have a good time talking with him. But he'll be fighting this uh, Sunday with Fury. He's on. He's opening the main card. It'll be on the Fight Pass Facebook. Yeah. So make sure to check that out. Um, and his opponent also, he's uh, two and two. So he has experience. It's not like they're just... Fury's yeah. just trying to get him out into the UFC. Like this guy's very open about saying, I, "I want nothing but hard fights. Like I don't want an easy path to get to the big grind stages." You know, and so um, I think it's really cool. Also, a heavyweight. You know, it's just everybody's a challenge. All it takes is one punch with those guys. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah. So a little bit of news. This is where we're going to be playing a little catch up. Everybody by now has seen that. Francis Ngannou lost a decision to Tyson Fury, and a lot of people believe he should have won. Uh, I didn't see it. I've seen clips of each round, just about. Um, it does look like Francis could have won that fight. 
Yeah, I was watching it, and I, once I knew they were going to decision, I was like, "Yeah, no, there's no they way that they're gonna—they're not yeah. gonna give it to Francis." But uh, it was a non-title fight, which, like, for me though, with like Tyson, with as much of the stuff that he was saying, it's—I th- one of the one things I thought was, if you were that confident, why not make it for the title? Go ahead, you know, show that show that he's that much below you. Like, whenever this fight was happening, it was booked. I was like, I didn't like this fight. I thought Tyson was gonna go in there and just piece him up the whole fight. And that's yeah. not what happened. He was in there for a fight. Um, you know, you saw he got dropped by Francis in the third round. Um, I mean, which boxing judging makes no sense to me. I thought MMA judging was confusing. <laughs> like MMA judging isn't confusing. It's just inconsistent. That's a, that's a much better way to put that. But like with boxing, though, is just, you know, if you watch a close fight and for that goes 10 rounds and one person got dropped in the third, then who wins the fight? Usually, from talking with Carlos Nava about this, is the guy who got dropped loses the fight, right? And whoever uh, did the most damage wins the fight. So, it was, so if it's like you, so if he inflicted more damage and he also got a knockdown, then why didn't he win the fight? Uh, with boxing, especially at the bigger stages like Francis and Fury, I don't. Uh, I don't trust it very much. That's that's. <laughs> uh, I'll just say that I, I just don't trust it very much. Um, you're not gonna let your greatest heavyweight fighter right now lose to a guy's first boxing match. That's just not what they're gonna do, especially if it goes to decision and he didn't get finished. Yeah, and he didn't get you know battered every single round. Then I I don't see it happening. But yeah, yeah I I was talking to Brett Kelly about this. Um, I think just about everybody thought Francis wasn't going to go in there and win that fight. I gave him a puncher's chance because I've, I've always said this. We've had a couple episodes where we talked about the best boxing in UFC. And I said that I, that Francis Ngannou has the best pure boxing in the UFC. Um, I, I'm glad he proved me right. <laughs> I still feel like it's right. Uh, Max Holloway is, has great boxing, but it's great MMA boxing. Right. And I think I think that's this showed the difference. And now hopefully we see Max go box one day. That'd be cool. But um, <clears throat> Francis showed that he does have good boxing. He's not just a heavy hitter. He does have really good boxing. Um, and he also is a heavy hitter because yeah, he dropped Tyson. But now they're talking about him fighting Deontay Wilder, and I want to see him in a cage again. They're talking about maybe doing that in MMA. Him and Wilder, yeah. Please, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I just, I whatever it is, I want to see it in a cage. I want to see Fury back in, or I want to see Tyson back in. Uh, dang it, how did I do that? <laughs> I want to see Francis back in four ounce gloves. There you uh, go. Triad combat. I don't care. Wherever. <laughs> but yeah, wherever, whoever, you, just and as long as it's in a cage and it's MMA rules, I'll be happy. Okay, there we go. Yeah, try combat's the triangle, the clinch yeah. boxing. Yeah. yeah, like, but MMA rules this is what I want to see with the gloves. Hey, it could be it could be in a cage with MMA gloves, but it's kickboxing. Yeah, I don't care, dude. Just put he him looked, back in those gloves. He looked great. Like, I mean, one one of the things I knew that um, it's like I talked with somebody at work about this when this fight got announced was like the what Dyson does to people is he also puts his weight on people a lot, and that's why how he wears them down. He did Deontay a lot. It's just the way he puts his weight on people. And it's like, you're doing that against Francis Ngannou, who's giant. Like, the guy is, but he's also super strong. So you saw that he was trying to wrap up 
uh, Francis and Francis would just counter it and like yeah. pretty much like out muscle Tyson. You could tell Tyson was like, shit, I can't do what I usually do against guys like this. Like, and it's like, I think that also is just like kind of looks bad on Tyson because it's like, okay, yeah, you've gotten lazy because you know, you can just do this to whoever you want, yeah. you know? And it's like, you try doing this against a guy who trains in this area specifically. Clenching is you, something you, his muscles are designed to do. Yeah. I mean, and he couldn't do that. And I don't know. French like, work. If I would, I mean, if they did a rematch, that'd be fun. But um, I also would just like for me, it's like watching Francis do exactly what he originally wanted to do in box against the heavyweight champion of the world was super freaking cool. I mean, I, I think he made like twenty million that fight, and so um, yeah, man. I mean, he gets to he gets to go back and go back home and get you know spread the love to all those people. No, but, do yeah. whatever it is he's gonna do. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know what he's not going to do? What's that? Get injured. Tear his pectoral. Yeah. And, and then back out of a fight. Yeah. I don't know, he could, but that's what John Jones did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also to mention, Francis was coming off a double freaking ACL injury. I had a great segue that you just ruined. Sorry. Way to go. I feel like nobody was talking about the, the, the ACL injuries. Sorry, Devin. Sorry, Francis. No one cares about your janky legs. <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, I, I kind of forgot about that though, and I didn't. He didn't look like he not at all. I mean, he wasn't, you know, grappling and shooting for takedowns or anything like that. But still, but, for thirty-seven years old, you know, yeah, yeah, he looked, he looked sharp. So uh, back to John Jones, Torres pectoral, uh, Stipe Miocic retired. Um, yeah, yeah, and we don't like the last image we have because that's what sucks for these newer fans is they don't get to realize how great Stipe was. Yeah. Like, um, I used to say that, like, I well, when the fights first got booked, I'm like, dude, John Jones is gonna steamroll that dude. And I started thinking about it some more. And I'm like, like, Stipe is a natural heavyweight and he has good grappling. And I, I like, I know, I know there's Sorogan, I know John Jones fought Sorogan, but Sorogan is a kickboxer, like, he's gonna go in there and train against somebody who's very good everywhere versus like the guys that. John Jones trains with a heavyweight, like they're not the the, the best in the world, you know. Um, well, if you're talking about grappling and Stipe's grappling is great, sure. John Jones is a genuine wrestler. Yeah, I and mean, his, I, his, his, I think I think talking about how great Stipe's wrestling is, well, that's cool. John Jones has great grappling as well. He's actually probably better at grappling than Stipe, yeah. just because he's better trained at it. Yeah, like his grappling is definitely head and shoulders to Stipe's, you know. But like really thinking about it, just like man, I'm really gonna count Stone Cold Stipe like this, like you know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I think the fans who know what's up, they're not counting him out. They're not saying anything like that because if that fight stayed on the feet, it'd be really interesting. I don't think it would have stayed on the feet. I think John knows his grappling is probably what's gonna win him four out of ten of his heavyweight fights yeah which is pretty solid if you have to have a tool that's going to help you win 40 percent of the time that's not bad um but yeah i don't i don't think he'd be able to take stipe down and make him look as uncomfortable as he did to cyril but um i do think it would happen if he wanted to um but yeah, we'll never get to see it. No, that's really sad. I don't know. Who knows if we'll ever see John Jones in the cage again? Yeah, Dana's still talking about fucking this fight. Like this fight's still happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Like I don't know. And if it would... even if it does happen, who is going to care by that point? Yeah, because I feel like the second this one got called off, people know people quit caring. I know I did. Maybe I'm just speaking out of my own perspective, but 
I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like I really wanted to see this fight because it was it was going to be a cool like almost a fan service. But I don't care uh that they're if they ever fight again either one of them. I I look at Stipe and I think of all the fun fights we had. I think of the the him and DC going back and forth. I think him and Francis going back and forth. We had great fights with him. And that's what I'll remember from him. John, I'll always remember him as the greatest fighter of all time with an asterisk next to it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at him like, are you sure about that? <laughs> but like, it's like, um, I don't know. John Jones is, I mean, a lot of people say he's the GOAT, and I definitely see why. But I mean, uh, listen to our older episodes where we talk about that. Y'all know how I feel about that. And if you don't know how I feel about that, John Jones got caught twice on steroids with two different fucking picograms. Pico, excuse me, picograms. They're legal now. Yeah. It's, why are they legal now? Because John Jones. Yeah. Thanks, John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's he like. He paved uh, the way for us. He, he got caught with two different substances. So um, y'all do the math on that. And to make cocaine? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no oh, that's a, well, three a now. Difference. <laughs> but no, so. Alcohol? Uh, four because he had that too. <laughs> you just keep adding it up um well yeah hey not we're, we're, nobody's perfect it's it happens but um like what's his name though um yeah it was stipe though man it sucks because these newer fans only know him for getting knocked out by francis when it's like go back to the first fight please and see you how stipe was just doing whatever he wanted with that dude and another thing someone pointed out was like john jones took three years to bulk up stipe miocic took three years off to still train He's already a natural heavyweight, so it's like all he's doing is sharpening his tools and getting ready for that big fight, while John Jones is getting his body ready to be able to handle heavyweight. You know, well, he John he Jones did, went he, out and did handle a, yeah. a, not just a natural heavyweight, yeah, but another freak of nature natural heavyweight, yeah, someone as big and athletic as Cyril Gan, and he looked incredible doing it, yeah. But does a rematch go exactly the same way? I don't know, but. Again, I don't care anymore. I mean, yeah, he also got Cyril's weak points. I mean, everybody has some weak points, but I don't know. I just think there's there's a lot of factors that people weren't really considering with Stipe, but we'll never see it. And um, because of that, we have a short-notice fight, another short-notice fight, Sergey Pavlovich taking on Tom Aspinall for the interim heavyweight championship. And, I, like, usually I love this fight. Like, I think it's a great fight, but, like, one of these... I still do love this fight. But this is something that I want to talk with you about was just, like, are short notice fights, uh, short notice big fights, ruining what could have been? I think in the in some contexts, yes. Volkanovski taking that short fight against Islam, getting everybody all hyped up, thinking he was going to go in there and put up a great fight like he did last time, and then what happened happened. Um, fighters are ready round the clock. At that level, I want to clarify. At that level, they are ready around the clock. Not all fighters are ready at other points in their career. But at that level, they're all ready to go at a moment's notice. Um, That being said, though, not having a training camp can show. Because there's a difference between being physically fit and ready and being trained and focused and ready. Um, and I, I think he had talked about mentally not being there and being in a dark space and stuff. Well, if he was in camp, I don't think he would have been, I think he would have been a bit more focused, a little bit more pulled into his element and away from the stuff that kind of causes that. Yeah. But I'm not him, so I don't know. But in this context for Aspinall and Pavlovich, I don't think so. I think it saves the card. I think it is exciting. If one of those guys 
was in a training camp and the other one wasn't, I wouldn't be as excited if they were both in a training camp. I think I'm, I'm just as excited with, for this as if they were both in training camps because they're both, you know, metaphorically coming off the couch and they're there. It's not like either one of them had more time to prepare than the other. They both had the same amount of time to prepare. Like I said, I bet you, I bet you they're perpetually training. They're, yeah. they're ready to go. They just maybe didn't have a camp like they would have for a regular fight. But I'm, I think this doesn't, it doesn't, uh, what's the word? I've been missing my words today. My vocabulary is just bad today. Um, I don't think it completely outright is ruining any kind of career or big fights. But I think um, we are seeing that no matter how good you are, like Alexander Volkanovsky, you can see if you don't have a training camp, it can still show. Yeah. Um, cause we've seen people take short notice fights all the time and they do really well with it. Chris Lieben, we were talking about, he's, he had those two short notice fights, two, two fights within three weeks and he won both of them and he looked great in both of them. Um, or was it one yeah. short notice fight? Or like Hosmont. I mean, that's what he got known for. Yeah. So you know. some, it can work. Yeah. Um, like I definitely see both sides of it, you know. It's not that I'm just like, no, it's, we it's can't high be risk, doing high it. reward. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's like I see, I see both sides of it. I, but like I look at somewhere like Tony Ferguson, right? I mean, the dude cut weight twice in one month, and then went out there, and he hasn't been the same since his fight against Justin Gaethje. But also, I don't think it's like I don't ever stick to that point when people talk about that. Also, because I don't think that's what really ruined Tony Ferguson. I think Tony Ferguson just got old. In the and game, he had I think, so many injuries and stuff too. Yeah, I think I think the game the game just caught up to him, and he went in there with a guy who was better than him, and then that's and all, he, that's all that happened. Is look at how many wars he had too, not yeah. just fights, but he went in there and threw down with a lot yeah. of people. Him and Josh Thompson went at it, you know. Yeah. Him and Eve Edwards went at it, like it was, him and Pettis. Yeah, him and Pettis, him and Cerrone. I mean, uh, just like there's so many fights that it's like. I don't think the double weight cut really messed him up as much as everyone thinks it does. Like, I mean, he knew what he's getting himself into, you know. But it's also like. Look who he's fought after, you know, yeah. since since the Justin Gaethje fight, you know, he fought Charles, he fought Chandler. Um, he, what's that? Chandler. Chandler. He fought uh, Benil Dariush. Um, he fought Nate Diaz, you know, like a last minute short notice fight and, you know, got caught by a key team. And then now, and then, yeah, he just lost to Bobby Green. But even the Bobby Green fight, I still have my own, you know, reservations on how that one went south. But, well, yeah, I, I don't think that it's um, having a negative impact on um, on the sport. I think when you have a high risk, high reward situation like that, it, you know, that's that's the risk. It can have a ne- negative impact on your career. With Alex, I don't, I don't think that's going to hold him back at all. Yeah, um, Islam also was already in training training camp. You know, we're getting here for Charles. So. And so he was already in that mindset to get ready, be like hop in there, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm already fight ready. Yeah, but how does that affect Alex's career? And so it just when it goes into um, not not really career, just what going into that fight. It's just like like Alex said, he was having a beer whenever he got the phone call, and it's like shit. Like you were kind of just hanging out and then got ready for the fight, you know, not training as serious as yeah, you usually does. A lot of times that's how it happens. Was it Leoto got called to fight? Um, John Jones and he was like I'm on I'm at the beach with my family I don't want to 
And so they called Chael, and Chael was like, well, shoot, I'll leave my fast food burger here on the counter, and I'll go there now and fight him. <laughs> I'm sure he was joking. But, yeah, a lot of times that's how that stuff happens. Yeah. You're not going to be really ready. Um, but the greats stay ready. Yeah. And, I mean, that's I feel like that's a well-known thing at this point. Most of those guys, maybe they can't. Not maybe they can't all cut twenty pounds. Yeah, like Alex did real fast. But maybe I'm just bitter. Yeah, I'm sure you're bitter. I'm yeah. sure you're mad and upset and whiny and huffy and puffy. But yeah. you know, your boy got knocked out. Get over it. <laughs> it's not ruining the sport. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ruining the sport. I just think you that... said I hate this. I hate yeah. MMA now. It sucks now. Yeah, MMA's not the same. Like... Take me back to 2009, back when GSP and John Jones were cool. Is GSP not cool anymore? He doesn't fight anymore. Still cool, dude. I guess. You know what he dressed up for as Hall- on Halloween? No. Dressed up as for Halloween? Uh, a Mandalorian Jedi. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, give him that. I think there's two in Star Wars lore. So, think about that. He is cool. I to get... this date. <laughs> to this date. Uh, John Jones isn't cool. But that's just that's because I'm mad at him. He was cool in 2009, though. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> before he slapped his wife. Yeah, we'll say slap. Oh, and then uh, ran from a car accident. Yeah, and the pregnant lady. Yeah, and left the head. Went back for his weed. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, though, yeah. I, short notice. I think it's cool. Saves a card. Um. Because what wasn't that what happened with Chael? And and oh, that whole was that whole thing because he was supposed gonna, to fight Dan, Dan Henderson. It was yeah, and then Dan Henderson pulled out, and mm-hmm. nobody would take the fight. Yeah, and Chael saved the whole card. UFC 151, and Dana White actually referenced that the other day in an oh, interview, yeah? and he was like, "You have guys that just take fights, and you know they save cards, and then you have certain coaches that will talk them out of it, like Greg Jackson did with yeah. with John Jones. It's like you're still a little bitter about that, I can tell. Well." They canceled the whole fucking event yeah. because their champion wouldn't take Chell Sonnen on like a week's notice. And I, I think that's a good call. Yeah, it's a great call. Because you look at what John was doing to Chael. I I still stand by it. Chael, sure, he was hurt. He's fight, you're in a fight. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. I think he was perfectly fine. I think if that they had let that bell ring, 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 ring sorry. Ring. Again, my, yeah. my vocabulary is off today. Yeah. Uh, if they had let that bell ring, Chael would have stood up, gone to his corner, John would not have been able to continue. He would have been the champion. That's what would have happened if they hadn't stopped that fight. I don't think Chael was out of that fight. He was just in a really bad position, and that's why they stopped and the fight. He I'm not. Kept, he would have kept the promise to his dad. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm not arguing that they shouldn't have stopped the fight. I'm fine with them stopping the fight. But yeah, it's like that's that's one of those ones where you didn't have to stop the fight. Um. Then also, so, and, and think about that with short notice. Sorry yeah. to keep going, yeah. but think about that with short notice. It, Chael stepped up, saved the card, um, kind of, you know, in the long run. And then imagine what could have happened. You know, Bisping, we have Bisping. He stepped up all the time. Yeah. Um, ended up winning a championship. So, I don't know. Thing, things get a lot more interesting when the short notice fighters win the fights it does yeah for sure it's when they're fun but lately it hasn't been fun anymore and so uh also speaking of which some more short notice stuff um what's it called they called sean strickland a fight to hazmat 
Yeah, I saw that. You know how fucking disrespectful that is? I'm I'm glad that Sean called it out for what it was. It made no sense. Like, why would you call your champion to go and fight this guy on two weeks notice? No, he isn't going to be taking a fucking fight on two weeks notice, dude. Like, And here's the thing. Sean could totally do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the fact that Hamzat doesn't deserve it. And what I'll Sean's words, I agree with so freaking much. And someone who's not really ranked in middleweight came to middleweight, fought a wel- welterweight on short notice, and gets a title shot. It makes no sense. Yeah, I don't our- care who the <laughs> welterweight is. He's Kamaru is not a ranked middleweight. How does that get you to a title in middleweight? Yeah. Rankings freaking matter. I and I, I hope beats the shit out of him. I hope Sean makes rankings great because again. all I saw with Hazmat is that he didn't work on one thing. It's his gas tank because yeah, he got him down in the third round, but he didn't do anything with it. There was no damage there. When they got on the feet, it was Kamaru's fight the whole fight. Uh, I think Kamaru's issue was his was his confidence. He didn't realize that like on the, like I just he he didn't have confidence on the feet, but he was winning on the feet, you know. And um, I I think also just Kamaru taking a short minute short notice, uh, welterweight. I mean, a middleweight going up a weight class, you fight, you know, um, I think that also fucked with that a little bit because it's like, he's not fully prepared to go against middleweights, guys who weigh 200 pounds. He goes against guys who weigh about 185, 190, which I know y'all say, oh, well that's middleweight. No, it's not because they're fucking rehydrated. So the next day he's going against a guy who's easily 200 pounds the next fight. And it's like, who has a wrestling caliber of somebody like Hazmat, like, I don't know. I just, I don't agree with him getting a title shot. I think it's super shady that they hit up Sean Strickland to come in there and fight for him. Yeah. Um, like, why would you call your champion, dude? You know how disrespectful that is? That's, they don't have any belief in him as champ. That's what I think it is. And well, he, he goes out there with the freaking high Carly stance. Yeah. You know, what do you expect? But it works for him, you know? One day it won't. It, well, we've already One seen it as it. We, we have already seen it not work. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Give but. him Khalil Roundtree. Give Khalil Roundtree the title shot. Why not? Who cares about rankings, right? Yeah. You know it'd be a really fun fight? Hmm. Khalil and freaking Sean. Yeah, it'd be a really fun fight. Khalil, oh, Khalil's not a middleweight. Who cares? Oh, Khalil's a middleweight. But he's not ranked. Who cares? We don't care about rankings. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm losing my argument here. <laughs> um, But yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on... Short notice fights, are they affecting the sport? Are they affecting rankings? Are they affecting anything? Do we care? Do we just want to see fights? Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram, Devin the Bear. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. That's always helpful. Appreciate the subscribes if you do.